are live and on the air. The Building Walls Podcast. Dude, what's up? Is this our first, this is our this first is live first one. Time. This is the first time. We're on, what episode are we on? It's my first Asian. That's <laughs> my first bromance. <laughs> yeah, what episode is this? What episode? 86. 86. And this is the first time 86. live together. First time. Isn't that crazy? Dude, so cool. Well, so ever since we started it, you've been in Michigan. Yeah. I've been in Charlotte is when we started it, right? I believe so. And then Connecticut. Now South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yep. And that's where we're at today. We are coming to you live from Columbia, South Carolina. That's where we are. We got a damn good show today. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, this is going to be good going over the show notes and everything. Seriously. Trying to figure this out. Yeah, you won't be able to watch me on the rant now because, like, you know, he usually goes to you and I'm off doing whatever I'm doing, you know, like. I got no time for the rant. <laughs> right, you can't like pick your butter. I can't be like, oh, to... I'm Googling things <laughs> and like what, what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. So what were we, what was I talking about bringing up on the show first earlier? Dude, we're not talking about that. <laughs> like for now, for real. I've been in the car for 11 okay. hours. Today. Okay, perfect. So let's start off with something hot. I was watching this the other day. So the guy in New- or Chicago, right? Highland, yeah. Highland Park. So law enforcement officials said this guy, Cremo. That's his name? His last name's Cremo, Crimo, something like that. Dude. For real. Come on. So for two, for like over two years now, or almost three years, allegedly he was getting help by mental health advocates. But they, Hold on. Wait a minute. For real? Because Swear to God. I heard that he got the gun legally. Right? So Correct. he obtained it. But if he's... How is that even possible? But according to Leo's, right, he has been getting help by mental health authorities. Dude. See, what's the point of making more laws if you're not going to do the damn laws in the first place? That's that's kind of the problem. I agree. This is so weird, by the way, being a counselor. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm but, excited about it, though. I'm not. I just don't get what they're what they're doing with things like like this. If we're supposed to have mental health officials, right? That's the whole thing with what was it, Minneapolis? Yeah. So apparently it doesn't work. Well, I mean, that's it was reinforcing the fact that bad people don't follow laws. Right. Like this is not a very complicated concept. <laughs> if you're gonna do bad things, you don't really care what the law is. I mean it's funny how that works. Really? And I don't know how many more examples we need of that. What, what more needs to be conveyed or how many more pieces of evidence do we need in order to have the, the side who keeps saying we need more laws to understand that you're now just pissing off the people who actually follow the laws because now it's become cumbersome. It's not, it's stupid. You know, it's not thought through. It's knee jerk reaction to every problem. And you're, you're only hurting the people who actually genuinely care about following some structure. So to back that up, too, I know I was thinking about the cities. Yep. Uh, the cities over the weekend that we heard about in the news that had the biggest shootings. New York City. Yep. Chicago. Chicago. Uh, what else was there? I think. I think Philadelphia had some problems. That's right. Philly was the other bigger one that we heard about. Three cities all have super strict gun laws. Right. Especially New York and Chicago. But those are the three cities that had the biggest attacks, allegedly. 
So is it outside forces coming in? <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna like prove you wrong. This stuff's this stuff's crazy. But one one thing that this makes me think when we're talking about videos is have you ever thought about how well how often do you watch videos on Instagram that are like I don't want to say magic tricks, but you know, magic tricks or oh, yeah, like the sports ones where the dude like throws the ball up and it goes into just hoop. crazy stuff you know? or stuff where it's a husband and wife and they're acting out a scene. And you know that it's staged, right? There's no way that they have those reactions that they're holding the, they're holding the camera there, right? For a minute and your spouse doesn't see the camera there. Like they don't know that it's fake. Come on now. Yeah. They don't know that you're sitting there like this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chad, here's my husband is going to react to this sound. Right. But so my thought is when we watch these things, we never know though that it's fake right we never know whether or not it's staged a lot of these people react pretty well to it overall and my thought of this is if we have these things that we don't know your assumption unless you know that it's fake is that it's true that's where the whole saying not everything on the internet's true is right Right. unless somebody tells you that it's fake i mean how many people it's not go crazy about other stuff because i called sally for a good time and it did not in fact i got punched do you think that watching videos like that, seeing these stories, is that what is the long term impact on mental health with those things? Because everything's assumed to be true. What well, what the challenge is, is I think we've attacked the younger generation, you know, who have a hard time, a harder time separating how the world really is versus what they're presented with. Right? Absolutely. I have a 12 year old. And I worry about that all the time. And the movies today, the the content that's on YouTube, the the stuff that's constantly in their face. Yeah, I mean, like I could watch something and be like, yeah, that's fake. Or I'm going to be very surprised if that's real. I'm going to have that reaction. I'm a 45-year-old man. I've seen a lot of things. I've been around the block. I'm like farmer's insurance. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. I mean, it's because we... <laughs> You know, we've seen a few things. We know a few things. Yeah, yeah we know a few, few things because we've seen a few, a few things. things. And so <laughs> this episode brought to you by Farmers Insurance. It's awesome. Sorry, Jordan. I'll do a State Farm plug here in a minute. Like a good neighbor, right? But <laughs> you see those things and you just know that, dude, people have a hard time separating fact from fiction. What about, you know... Uh, I'm going to say this because I don't see it in the show notes, but I was hearing that, you know, Mitt Romney came out recently and had a comment about one of the problems that we have in the country is that people can't separate fact from fiction and that's Mm. tearing the country apart and that you have people like Donald Trump who are pervasively spreading uh, rumor and lie and not based in fact and reality. And it's all stems around the insurrection, the election, you know, I don't even like saying insurrection because to me, every time there's an attack on a federal building, that's an insurrection. When you burn down the buildings in Minnesota, that was a, that's an insurrection. When you took over a block of a city in mm. America, in Seattle, we called it the chop zone. That's that, that was for real that's, an insurrection. That's, that's literally an insurrection. That is literally <laughs> like they didn't let the police come in. Right. Like we're taking land. We're taking this block <laughs> of real estate. And, uh, but no, 
we got some angry protesters, some people who are pissed off and they go around and yeah, should they have gone rolling through the Capitol building? Probably not the best right. choice, but like, come on, dude, that's not an insurrection. But there was one guy who was supposed to protest against it that randomly died. I guess so. I forget what his name is. He was a, uh, he was a former, no, I think he was the guy who was in charge of leading the Capitol police at that time. Under oh, the Trump he had a heart attack. Yeah. Randomly had a heart attack. Yeah. But exactly what you're saying makes, makes me think, and it's like, when it comes to the Mitt Romney thing, I think that because we cannot separate fact from fiction, because we're never told that it's fiction, is that we get to a point where when we watch these videos, we agree and believe the ones that confirm our thoughts to be true. Right. And believe and agree the ones that go against our beliefs and values to be false. Yeah. And I, I think that happens to me, too. When I watch a CNN story, the first the first thing I think is, oh, this is stupid. I don't want to watch it. Like, I know it's false. I know it's BS. But then the, the thing that's tough is you watch an ESPN article about Brittany Griner, and they keep on talking about a wrongful conviction. She had hashish oil in her bag in Russia, which yep. is illegal. Not allowed. And allegedly, her and everyone on her team – wherever they were, they didn't get in trouble. Allegedly, allegedly said that it's planning on her. But when we see things like, like that, how difficult is it now to separate fact from fiction when we're getting more and more divided? For real. It's, you know, I just saw a thing on 4th of July. Fox was running you know, a headline that said, <laughs> uh, Democrats want to cancel 4th of July. I'm like, dude, no, they don't. See, that's the division stuff. Right. But you know how many people are letting that anchor in their head going, oh, those damn Democrats. Right. Because had one Democrat said we because should get rid of the Loud rally. Is, is an idiot. Yeah. Like, dude, we can find plenty of idiot Republicans. That's not hard to do. Yeah. Uh, I offer up cocaine. Mitch. I, I would say Romney's one of them, man. Liz Cheney. Cocaine Mitch. <laughs> Cocaine Mitch. That's your term. You call it. I mean, it's like July 4th. You get real Democrats don't know what we're talking about. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not hard to imitate them. <laughs> Just mumble words. Mumble. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of who was the manager for the time. Leland. Oh, Jim Leland. Jim Leland. Yeah. Oh, man. He was like, great. you know, went out there for a pretty good game. Just came out. Hit the ball well. Our team scored more runs. <laughs> yeah, it takes, it takes a, drag. a long drag. Yeah. <laughs> we're go out there tomorrow, and we're gonna you know, hopefully put the ball or you know, play. <laughs> <laughs> See where it goes. Okay. Oh, that's but awesome. yeah, but it's on both sides, and that's the problem. For sure. there's, there's too many people who, you know, and guarantee you watch people on CNN turn that on, and are like, oh yeah, it's the gospel truth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a, we don't have any critical thinking anymore. Right, but. That's the hard part, because if if everything you see is assumed to be true, then you watch these things, and when they confirm your thoughts, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But how So when we... you watch CNN and you're already a moron. You know, some of the vi favorite videos that I have are the ones like Charlie Kirk, who goes on a campus, or, you know, yeah. Ben Shapiro, and he, they just, like, flat out get in with the other people and let them talk. He lets them talk, and he's yeah. good enough to be able to take what they're saying process it he doesn't just spit back you know the the talking points right 
It's like, hey, based on what you're saying right now, help me understand. This is what you believe, right? And they ramble on or whatever. They go on and they're so, or they're just crazy. And he highlights their craziness. Were you saying that so that we could lead like segue into the rant topic really good? Kind of. I haven't read the show notes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been in the car for a long time today. Uh, I almost died earlier. I just appreciate you being here. I almost That's died awesome. getting here. But you know, the spirit of the Lord. So let's do it. I'm going to rant. I've got my Woodford here today. That's right. I got a Corona premiere. That's uh. By the way, if you like, if you kind of like Corona, but you don't like the skunkiness, uh, a friend of mine led me onto this. Corona Premier is fantastic. It's so fantastic. how is that different than regular Corona? It is. It's It doesn't have that same skunky like smell and flavor to it. Is that why it needs a lime? So that is literally why uh, Corona does that. I was reading an article because I'm like, why is there so, who would make a beer that tastes skunky? It makes zero sense. Damn, but they literally did it for the whole point. They put it in lighter bottles because light penetrates better. Spanish, right? Yeah. So, or is it Mexican? Mexican. So light penetrates the bottle. Spangladesh. Right. <laughs> light, light penetrates the bottle to give it the skunky flavor. Yeah. And they do that. And the whole point was that you would add, add a lime to like make it their thing. So you're supposed to add a lime when you drink a Corona. That's, okay. that's just the Corona way. Well, but anywho, into the rant. I don't know if I'm supposed to rant at you or the camera anymore. Rant at the camera. But this, I, I'm going to keep it quick because exactly what you said. So I was talking with a gentleman who is a drill sergeant in our U.S. Armed Forces. And the one thing, I, I was just hitting him with questions. I was I was going to say drilling him with questions, but. That's not uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> just drilling him with questions. And he talks about all these young kids who come in. I mean, especially now, 18 20 years old, whatever they are. And just asking them about, you know, the first thing when a drill sergeant does, you get the basic training. You just get ripped. The whole point is to kind of break, break you down, take whatever stupid thoughts you have, take whatever stupid things that you've learned, break you down, make you think that you're nothing. And then build you back up to understand that you are part of a team. And then if you don't have the guy in front of you's back, then don't expect the guy behind you to have yours. But you have to you have to build up to that mentality when you're in war or else what's going to happen when you're getting shot at? You have right. to know that the guy behind you is going to protect you. You have to be a band of brothers. So I was asking him all these questions and he says these kids get in there and they just start, you know, screw screw Trump, F F Trump, all that stuff. And he says, "Why? Why? If you're so so smart. You're 18 years old. You must know everything about the world. Tell me why. And no one had a single answer. They don't know why. Well, I mean, because January 6th insurrection, which wasn't an insurrection. Well, I, uh, he, uh, he said mean things on the internet. Okay, but why? Why F Trump? Why is that? Like, but no one has, he said he's seen over 2,000. Over 2,000. In the past, I think, two years, and not one person had a even, I don't think anyone even told him a reason why. So you have all these kids that come into the, uh, I mean, to the world at this point, and not a single person knows why fuck Trump. 
that is what's wrong with this world. If you ask me, why do I hate, you know, let's go Brandon. Well, I don't know. Maybe because gas prices are the highest they've ever been. Maybe because Tell me about it. the housing market's about to see a crash. I mean, from from what everything looks looks like, right? Rates are soaring. Maybe because your dollar doesn't go as far as it did. That's why. But you can't say any of that stuff about Trump. What are you going to say about him? He's really mean. Which, I mean, is fair. He appears to be mean. Appears to be. But again, now... If we go full circle on this stuff, we go all the way back to every if everything you see on the internet, you assume it to be true because you don't know that all this stuff stage, even though 99% of it is. So when someone tells you on the internet, on TV, on media, whatever, to believe something, if it makes sense and it confirms your thoughts, now you just believe it. It's the same exact thing. You're not wrong. Yeah. I just want to stand up and like get in your face. Like, Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but, my gosh. I mean, what do you think? Isn't that wild? Like not one person could had a had a reason why. Well, and I would even take it further that any reason that they would probably sputter out is nonsensical and is not warranting of that vitriol. Hmm. Ooh, big word. I know. I've been I've been in the car all day. <laughs> Got a lot of time to think. Yeah, you're just thinking of words like what's a word. I need some words tonight. But yeah, that's the thing. They're like, oh, I don't really like the way he interacts with people. He calls other people. Away. I find the president of the United States is disrespectful. I don't like it that he, you know, cuts people off. I don't like it that you know whatever. You know, there's a million reasons that we can all agree that Trump is probably not the most polished person uh, when it comes to you know, political maneuvering. And that's the thing. He's in a political arena where you have to be polished, where the tonality and the words that you use matter uh, because it comes with great backlash. But really, who's who's the backlash? I think he's uncovered something because he's kind of calling that bluff, right? He's saying my principles, my my, uh, policies will trump... I literally in my head, I was like, oh my God, you're going to say that. But they're going to trump his um, lack of polish on uh, the professionalism of a, of a politician. Hmm. What do you think? So It's funny you say that. I was also asking him other stuff. And he said, uh, so the, the, this is a crazy thing that he mentioned to me. Back when Obama was in off, office, they were in Afghanistan. And the government shut down for a short period of time. They didn't get paid. The military, the people going to fight for us, getting shot at, didn't get paid. That's what happens if the government shuts down. Right. So they looked at their squad leader and said, yeah, I'm out. Screw you. And the squad leader's like, yeah. So they went to their, I I forget what the next step is, the platoon or the quarter chief, whatever it is. And he's like, no, you guys are going to get out there and fight. That's our duty. That's our job. And all the squad leaders were like, no, we're not. He's like, so for like a week, we just worked out and ate chow. Like, I'm not going to put my life on the line if you're not going to do the very minimalistic thing, which is pay me a measly salary. Prioritize. Right. You you prioritize. Why didn't the government have money? Well, because we spent it. It's not because they didn't have money. This is like a bad match. <laughs> but but then I don't want to go down this road. <laughs> but then listen, so he said when so when Trump was in office, the same thing happened twice. 
But Trump made it a thing that no matter what, military gets paid. No matter what, we can shut down. I'm putting in a clause, mil military still gets paid. Emergency funding, they're getting paid still. Just think about yeah. the difference of that. And then the it's a mindset, it's a prioritization. Right. And then all these all these reries that come into the uh military that they don't understand these things. They've never been through it. Right. So you have we have to fight. I mean, there's always gonna be war somewhere, especially with people in the world, China and stuff like that. But then you have these cases China. where it's like I think the measure of a man is what he does during difficult times, right? So during difficult times, Trump made it a point. He took priority to say that those of you who are serving will still get paid. Well, what's interesting, too, is I've heard what the measure of a man can be uh, displayed by what makes him upset. Mm. And like a little white ball. You look, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you look at, uh, like, Biden, and he goes on tirades. He gets, you know, he's whispering. We gotta do this, and then he's yelling real loud. I don't want to hear these lies no more. It's like <laughs> that's <dude>. pretty good. <laughs> lies, nobody. You know, it's not a lie. You, you, you're. We're fact checking because we're looking at our bank account, mm. and it costs a hundred dollars to fill up my tank of fuel, and it cost me two hundred and fifty dollars for a week of food that I'm making at home. I'm not going out to eat every mm. day. And it's costing me more for healthcare, and it's costing me more for every function in my life, and my income's not going up, and nobody seems to want to be working because mm. every place I go to, when I decide I want to go out, it tells me they have a staff shortage, or they can't get people to come to work. Mm -hmm. I can't go get uh, the electronics I want because there's a chip shortage, and everybody looks at this. And I go, gosh, I really don't feel like um, you should be tired of that lie. You should probably be doing something about it. Hmm. Speaking of those crazy high gas prices, how much did it cost you approximately to drive from Michigan to South Carolina? Okay, so, yep, it took me a tank and a half. By the way, gas was $3.99 across the street this week. I saw, I saw it when I rolled it. $3.99. I was like, wow, because it was $5.15 in Michigan. Why are we excited about this, though? It went to four. I filled up, I filled up in uh, halfway. I was outside of uh, Knoxville, I believe. Yep, just east of Knoxville when I filled up uh, my tank, okay. and it was four uh, four thirty nine. In Knoxville, in Knoxville, so forty cents higher in Knoxville. Another sixty cents, you know, in Michigan, as compared to here. Dang! But still, you're over four dollars a gallon when. When we had our economy running, and that's the thing, everybody wants to be like, oh, the economy, the economy. They don't understand that the economy is built of like, you got to look at it like a million different Legos. That's probably a great, and there's like the big Lego blocks, and then there's the little Lego blocks that matter, and some of those things all <laughs> add up to build this big picture. And if you don't have all that, well, then mm. you got some problems. Mm. So yeah, it cost uh, I would say about 150 bucks one way. Wow, and 11 hours of my time. That's a lot. But I got a lot done too. I was on the phone a lot. That's and, good. Uh, That's good. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's talk about something wholesome. Wholesome? 
Sort of wholesome. I sent you so many wholesome things this week, and I see did you, you? didn't pick one of them. Where'd you send them at? I mean, they're all crazy ass videos, but <laughs> <laughs> this wholesome story is taking a little turn this week. We are such a generous nation. We are so generous. Did you know that according to Phillips 66, one of the largest American oil refiners, we are so generous. This is so wholesome. We sent 400, approximately 470,000 barrels of sour crude oil from Texas to Italy. So the price of oil, barrels of oil is good precursor for our gas prices yeah and we're so like the rock components for gasoline even though ours are sky high we we're so nice we decided to send four hundred seventy thousand barrels to italy and then industry sources according to the daily wire also told or said that we sent even more crude oil to india the netherlands and guess who china oh the only thing that would surprise me more is if you said russia See, we are, I mean, how great of a nation are we that we would do stuff like this? So benevolent. That's so awesome. And then, uh, what's his name? Who's that guy that's always drilling the press secretaries? The blonde hair? Peter oh, Ducey. Peter Ducey. Fox News. You ask uh, whatever her name is, the press secretary, about what she thinks about it. And she's like, oh, I don't know, but we'll definitely look into it. The Biden administration released... Those bears of oil from our reserves. Yeah, it wasn't third party. <laughs> it's literally that administration is the one who releases these things and they don't know about it. She has to look into it. You're going to look into it, huh? Just because you see it on the internet doesn't well, make it true. Wh- while you're at it, why don't you uh, answer the question about the voicemail? Uh, to Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, oh, you're not going to comment on that either? Okay. Well, what are you going to comment? All the lies, man. But, dude, how generous. That's such a wholesome story. We're such a great nation. I had a different one, though. That we will give to others while our citizens suffer. While all of our citizens suffer, we will give to others. How do I save a video? Uh, Is it it the steak? It's the steak one. With whiskey? Yeah. It was wholesome. It is wholesome. That's a good-looking steak. It was good. I'm just excited for BOGO bonus wings at B-dubs. I mean, that's what's coming up next. (laughs) But before we do that... Let's get to Chris's corner. Oh man, it's Let's coming. Go. We're Let's alive. Talk about live and on the air. This is it. Live <laughs> and on go. the air. Let's go. This is so awesome, dude. The only thing that's bothering me about this right now, and I'm ready for Chris's corner. But every time I look up here, I feel so fat. The way I'm sitting in this chair, my like fat. So, get your posture, dude. Like get my posture. No, we have to get. This is like interview. Okay, yeah. All right, let's do this. <laughs> I think there's no way I'm looking at you this whole time. Well, hello. Hello. <laughs> I want a good, clean fight. <laughs> All right. So my first question, this was referred to, uh, I forget the gentleman that was called this. Ah, Matthew, if you can look this up, but I want to know, Chris, what is a black white supremacist? Is that a real thing? I swear to God. That, so somebody called somebody, they were saying basically it was a black person who has the ideology. It was Clarence of- Thomas. Clarence is a white supremacist. He's a black white supremacist. What does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? For real, what does that mean? Dude, I don't even know what that I've means. I've been trying to find an answer. 
is that like a Uncle Tom thing or I like think so. the all the phrases that they've used that they feel like their culture is being ripped away that they just want to stay living behind and never want to get ahead. This makes the argument of like once again. Oh, I was right. Thank yep, you, yep, Claire Matthew. Thompson. You are amazing. Attack <laughs> helicopter for the win. Financial Jesus. Financial Jesus. That's <laughs> so good when you coined that. <laughs> Send me a dollar, man. <laughs> and again. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, you know, I think one of the problems that I would love to see solved, I would like to see a one-time settlement agreement. So when you have a dispute with somebody, right? Yeah. You can negotiate a settlement. I'm sort of going through that right now. Oh, maybe you are. <laughs> but if you have a separation or you have, uh, you know, any kind of disagreement or in business, uh, that's what happens is somebody comes in and says, okay, well, let's, let's talk about how much, what were your damages? Right. Where are you at today? Who's involved? And let's get a, uh, you know, kind of a, a lump sum payout, you know, an equalizer, a one-time distribution, you know, where, Hey, if you mark your Caucasian or you're on the census, you're Caucasian, on uh, you know the 2020 census, you're going to be levied this special assessment that's going to be in addition to the normal taxes. That money is going to be collected and redistributed, one-time payment to people who uh, you know check that they're African American, right? Yeah, black, Black Lives Matter. But then it's over. Fuck this shit. You don't get to complain <laughs> about. You're not. Oh, it's systemic. No, nope. We paid. We settled. Now it's every man for himself and good luck. Right. Good luck. Hope you're right. Because forever in the history, you know, 1619, 1776, how about 2022, the great reset? Have a great life. Welcome to the game, kiddos. Hope you're going to win. And the perfect example of that was it last week we talked about with the credit card debt mm -hmm. back at highest, highest levels now. So we paid out to all the broke people myself included, <laughs> got a government payout. And then all of a sudden credit card debt was the highest it's ever been. Bunch of things were paid off, bunch of things were bought and right back to where we started. That's yeah. As a, an economist, that's been the historical pattern of Americans and companies know it. They know that you have no discipline. You're susceptible to marketing gimmicks. So it is what it is, man. All right. So my second question to you here, they found this article about, Halsey. So Halsey, yeah, she's a singer. Um, I like some of her stuff. Yeah, she has some she's good stuff right. out there. But why are people like Halsey so confused about abortion? When this article is about her statement fighting for abortion, that if it wasn't for abortion, she would have died. When so she had one, or she had a miscarriage. Okay. But why are people so confused about this? That because you, if you have a miscarriage or if you have an ectopic, things like that, that put the mother's life in harm, the baby is typically not a viable at that point. I didn't say that right, but not viable at that point. So why are, why are people like Halsey using that issue as a way to push abortion? And they obviously believe that it's true, even though it's completely false. Look, I've had conversations at nauseum about the abortion. Another great word. Thanks. 
And the fact of the matter is, is the side that is for these is all situational. They want to be able to have a blanket solution for every situation that they have. And it's just not the appropriate way to do it because you're dealing with another human life. And so while we all understand, we're wholly, hopefully all intellectual enough to understand that there are situations, rape, incest, the medical conditions, you know, the, the, the baby's not viable or you right. know, what, whatever uh, happens where the mother's life is at danger. If you have to prioritize, it's, it's a terrible situation to have to prioritize. But if you put a gun to my head, just rub my leg. You know, if you put a gun to my head and make me choose, <laughs> I'm going to choose the mother Absolutely. every single time, every time, every single time. Now, collectively, all of those one-off scenarios, how much do they comprise of the number of abortions that were performed last year? Less than 1%. Correct. So why are we trying, like a 12-year-old would be arguing when they get in trouble to find the exception and be like, well, you said. No, you're not understanding the bigger picture. Mm. So please, grow the fuck up. Mm. Another For one. For real. I like sorry, it. I'm sorry. It's, it's yeah, okay, man. We're, we're right here. So, all right. So, my next question is: We kind of touched on this a little bit, but shootings in Chicago, NYC, Philly. How are those great liberal gun policies working out? They're they're terrific for people who want to break the law. Jeez. So it depends on what side of the fence you're on. Talk about a wholesome story in there. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be like a normal law-abiding citizen who just wants to maybe have a barbecue and have your family over and just enjoy, and make family memories, hang out with your neighbors, do whatever. Well, it sucks. But if you want to um, be with, uh, you know, the criminal side of things, dude, well, it is what it is. What are you doing? What is this? Dude, I'm pulling up the streams here. Boy, Dave Prisbilo out there. I yeah. love you, Dave. Dave is the man. I love you, Dave. Does Dave tune in every week? I think he does. Dave loves us that much. And I love Dave that much. You need to get him on the show. I did have him the one the one week, remember? Dave filled in. So yeah. And here's a funny thing, because you know, Dave called me that one time and he's like, Hey, I'm gonna be in Detroit. I think you kind of coordinated it. Yeah. Him and I ended up grabbing a beer at B dubs. Yeah, hey, awesome. So here's how I spin this. This is how you can anchor and make things not real. I was like, Oh yeah, our podcast is awesome. I had a, a fan reach out to me from Indiana and um, you know, wanted to <laughs> grab a beer with me. I was like, Yeah, sure. So he happened to be in Detroit and we went and grabbed it. was awesome. He told me all about the show and how he loves the show. <laughs> I'm telling people this, and they're like, dude, that's amazing. And I'm like, Yeah, it's Dave. <laughs> it's Dave. It's awesome. You know what's crazy? So you went to B dubs with Dave. I've been to B dubs with you, and I've been to B dubs with Dave. And we've all been to B dubs with Dave. In that's true. We Troy. were in Troy. Dang. All we need is Matthew there now. And there, right, Matthew. Matthew. Hey, I'd be down. Let me know. Let me know when we gotta. There we go. Now I can do that. Yeah, let me know when we can make something happen. Uh, I like it. Tomorrow night. And tomorrow uh, night. What if you just yeah, show no. up? <laughs> what if you just get a phone call from us, and all of a sudden we landed in Omaha? I'd be like, okay. I mean, it's like, when do you want me to pick you up? <laughs> <laughs> what if we found out where you live? Come knock on your door. Hey, we're here for the show. Dude, that's oh, man, that'd be wild. We're totally doing that. 
and you're not going to know the time or the place that it happened. <laughs> Just don't show up between my work hours. That's it, because those won't be here. No, it'll be well, 7 for the p.m. Show. on a thir- Thursday. Yeah, oh, there you go. An hour to bond and get, and get ready. And then- there you go. Yeah, why not? Dude, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's totally that's going to be awesome. We'll play that here. <laughs> yeah. Fun. What's the so next awesome. question? So, all right, my next question to you. We know liberal policies aren't working out. All right, so Fulton County, Georgia, is investigating now whether criminal activities took place while trying to overturn the Biden victory, right? So does this appear, at least for me, I feel like it was more newsworthy than the actual criminal activities that took place during them trying to commit election fraud. I've heard this topic talked about more than election fraud. So they're trying to like spin it around and be like, no, no fraud happened. And then these people are trying to come in and create situations. So saying that they acted in a criminal manner while seeking to overturn the election. Of course they did. Because that's the liberal view. If you're not with us, you're against us. That's the problem we have. There's no critical thinking. There's no, Mm. um, there's no discourse rational discourse there's only oh my god you oppose me well you're so wrong chad you're so wrong i can't even talk to you right now i'm so sick of this you're a white supremacist that's black Stop. sorry <laughs> but for i'm real, just a dude playing a dude playing another dude what are you talking about your people <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about your people <laughs> it's tropic thunder that was a good one um but for real that's the problem that we have. And sounds like in Fulton County, Georgia, that's what they want to they want to deal with. Where is Fulton County, by the way? Is that, is that like Atlanta? Atlanta? I think it is. Yeah. It is Atlanta. Atlanta. I was gonna say Decatur, but it's not Decatur or Marietta, but it's Alpharetta. Okay. So funny story about Atlanta today. <laughs> Obviously, I'm driving down here. I uh get to Ohio and Right, I get on I seventy five, right, and you, you've seen those, you've seen those um, signs that tell you the miles, like seven miles to Bowling Green, one hundred and forty two to Dayton, Ohio, right? Yeah, it's yeah. going south, and you're like, Absolutely. okay, yeah, I know how far I am from these cities. <laughs> it said Atlanta, like eight hundred something. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm driving along, like, hey, all right, well, that's kind of weird. Like, I'm, I'm already here in Toledo. I guess I got to know how long it is yeah. till I'm gonna get to Atlanta. And so I'm driving along a little bit further, further down the road, and I see another one. And it's like, oh, to Cincinnati is like, you know, 120 miles. And and to Tampa, Florida, it's 1,228 miles. And I'm like, how do I need to know how long it's going to take me to get to Tampa when I'm in Toledo? What the heck? Do they pay for that? I don't know. Who's making these signs? Like, how long is it going to take me to get to Miami? That's what I want to know. How long is it going to take me to get to Miami from That's Toledo? Crazy. That's crazy. About like everybody has Google Maps or Apple Maps. Like, what do you even need those damn signs for? Yeah, really. Who's driving? Who like, signs? I don't have my GPS going right now. So here's the last question of Chris's corner. Do you think in 10 or let's say 20 years, we'll get rid of those signs? I mean, that would be cutting back a government uh, source of income. So, no. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, let's get into our life story here. 
This one's a little different, but I want to talk about share the story first and then kind of get into what where I'm where I'm getting at with it. So there's been a lot of police reports now about the Uvalde school shooting, right? Yes. So now there's a, a lot report of disturbing here. stuff. I want to read some of this. This is from uh, a group from Texas State University, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, as a part of the advanced law enforcement rapid response training called Alert. And th- this article is just about some of what they said. So they take all this stuff, take all this information. Here's the facts. Here's what was said. Here's the CCTV footage. How did law enforcement act and respond? And what should they have done? Like, where did How they can we falter? Improve? Correct. So it talks about, I'm just going to read some of this, some of this article. So it says, we're learning more about law enforcement response here. In fact, as more details are released, uh, it gets more frustrating. So Salvador Ramos entered the school on May 24th, killed 19 students and two teachers, or it says killed 19 students, including two teachers. So is that 21? I don't know. But he was later neutralized by police. Prior to this, he shot his grandmother in the face before entering the school. I say that because that's kind of a big point in this story. So he shot his grandmother at home? <clears throat> I don't know where she, where she was wherever. exactly, but he shot her in the face. The timeline for the police response changed 13 times. 13 times. Initially, we were told that Ramos barricaded himself inside one of the class classrooms. It was locked, which led to officers, 19 of which were inside the building, waiting until a custodian, a custodian's keys could be located. It took nearly an hour. Does it take you an hour to find a key on your no. key hook? Okay. So the intelligence on the ground was that Ramos was holed up alone, which was found to be wrong. That was wrong. There were kids inside the classroom. It's quite poss- possibly says the whatever, talking about the police. But it says essentially because of this hesitancy cost. 19 lives and two, two teachers. Right. So, and part of it was, which I've heard this story a few times, that the police were afraid to get shot at. So they didn't enter because they didn't want to get shot at. Uh, and But they had the equipment necessary according to video footage. All right. So they waited. The door was also not locked. So they didn't need a custodian's keys. They could have breached the door. Now we're learning that the police had a chance to shoot him. This is after he killed his grandmother before he entered the school. But permission was not given due to the police supervisor not hearing the order responding too late allegedly did not hear the order so then this is says some of the 21 victims uh and could have been saved according to a report by alert uh, author of the 26 page report said their findings were based on video from uh police body cam cameras radio logs video taken from the school testimony from police officers on the scene and verbal statements from investigators so like they actually did their work. This wasn't just a, right. you know, we're trying to make up things. Uvalde police officer asked for a supervisor's permission to shoot the gunman before he entered the building, but the supervisor did not hear the request or responded too late. Mm. So you have an intense situation. Are you not waiting for the next response on the radio? Like, what are you doing in that situation, right? So, when the officer didn't hear a response, he turned to get confirmation from his supervisor, 
By the time the officer turned back towards the gunman, he had already entered the building. Police also waited too long, one hour, 11 minutes and 26 seconds before taking action. Wow. So the police chief for Uvalde also entered the building without his radio, which is crazy. Amid the chaos, not having a radio appears to have exacerbated it. There were multiple law enforcement agencies outside. Uh, that police chief was also sworn in city council member in the aftermath of this tragedy, which is kind of crazy. He recently has resigned, uh, but the Texas Department of Public Safety has gone on record to say that the response was insufficient and that the order to essentially stand down was incorrect. And all, it was a series of unforced errors, bad intelligence, and poor communications. So this stuff is just crazy. I feel like to a certain point, when you read this stuff, it's almost like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Because you have these police officers. They're now afraid to respond to these things. Um, and then you have people on the left who want to keep their kids safe, but hate the police too. Yeah. According to the news outlets, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Either you want to keep these people off the streets or you don't. You can't have it one way or the other. And if you don't want to keep them off the streets, this is what happens. Yeah. The hesitancy of law enforcement is on full display. And I think you're dead on that. I think we all agree. It's terrible. It's that was wrong. And how did we get here? Hmm. How in the world did we get to the place where people who have trained their entire life are like, I don't know if I want to go in. I don't know if I want to do this because I'm going to be investigated if I make the wrong call and I'm going to be publicly destroyed. Uh, I think that's one of those things. It's just, this is, this is the result. And you know what we say elections have consequences. Well, here you go. Boom. You hear that? <laughs> yeah. The thunder in the background, a little thunder in the background. So I think part of this kind of the life, lesson behind this is not just you can't have your cake and eat it too but i think we need to be better and more diligent with defining our values and our beliefs and holding true to those things if i'm a police officer and i have kids and i know kids are in that school i'm sorry but i would rather risk my job and shoot that guy versus wait for what my supervisor is going to say yeah because at what point like i think that's the problem too is there's a guy who's not supposed to be here who has a gun. And that's obviously easier to say in retrospect. But right. But in any school situation anywhere in America, if there's somebody who shows up on the premises that's not supposed to be there and they have a gun, I'd say shoot and ask questions later. Right. Because, again, this comes this begs the question of can you stop a guy with a gun without a gun? Nope. It takes people with guns to stop those with guns. Yeah, it's an equalizer. Exactly. Got to have it. I don't know, man. I think the world is in big trouble. We're, we're up for something in November. We're going to find out real quick if we're going to keep having a country. By the way, I've, I've heard a lot of reports recently. So you have the whole media is turning on Biden. Uh, pundits are talking about it now that they're turning on Biden. That way they can set someone else to come on, come into office. That way, 22, they can, you know, the elections in November, they can try to divide themselves from Biden to still get elected. Then in 24, I've literally heard 
Levin was talking about it on the radio earlier. Wow. Uh, now this is exactly the play that they're doing to help ease 22 and to help ease 24 and try to put their far left person in there now. It's out of control. It's crazy. Insane. But man, Commander Walls. It's a good show. Commander Dayton. We're live in South Carolina. Peace. Come come join us. Peace be with you. (laughs) We lift up our hearts. (laughs) Under his eye. Under his eye.